0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast for Monday, March 9th. Happy days are here again for the first time, for the first Monday in a long, long time. Uh, It was a good weekend to be a fan of the Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings beat Chicago 2-1 at home on Friday night. Then for the first time in 17 tries, beat the Tampa Bay Lightning at home at LCA on Sunday afternoon with a 5-4 shootout win. I am your host, Detroit sports writer and longtime Red Wings fan, Noel Bianchi, here today, joined, as always, by my co-host, Ethan Smith.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: And we brought back for this one special celebration episode, Sergio Colchester for the Sergio Colchester Challenge that I would say the brightest moments uh, since this challenge started. But, uh, Sergio, tell us how you're feeling.
2: Well, first, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to be on the pod with you guys. Uh, I'm feeling good. Went to the game on Friday night. Uh, it was sheer euphoria. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in, baby. I love this team. Excellent. Uh,
0: so we will start this show uh, the, the same way we do every week, and that's with the first star since the first show of last week. Now, uh, Ethan and I were texting today trying to figure out who to give it to. Uh, it, it was a really tough decision. I think there were a couple guys who could have been singled out. That uh, deserved it, but we ended up just going with the. Uh, <laughs> we ended up just going with the top line of Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Mantha. I can hear your turn signal, by the way.
2: Ooh, yikes! Well, it's gonna just have to be a reality of the uh, of the pod. It's no, a, it's, a tra- it's a traffic pod.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, like I said, that that first star since the first show of last week is gonna be that top line: Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Mantha. Uh, Red Wings scored seven goals in games against Colorado, Chicago, and Tampa Bay. The top line had a combined 15 points, uh, 11 points total in Sunday's win. Uh, Bertuzzi with one goal and three assists yesterday. Mantha, one goal and three assists. And then Larkin, one goal, two assists, six six shots on goal, and had a goal in the shootout. Uh, He's got a team-high 53 points. I think any number of those guys probably deserve to be the first star, but... uh, yeah, I, what what do you think Ethan? What what impressed you about the way they played outside of their sheer production? I just that
1: first line's really putting it together. It's nice to see Larkin really rolling now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just when this when that first line is on, they're one of the best first lines in hockey.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. Uh and you know, one thing that I think is uh is great is that they're all doing it. It's not just one guy, it's not just two guys, it's they're setting each other up uh, you know, Bertuzzi scored on Friday night in Chicago. Manta had a, had a goal against Colorado to start the week. Larkin had an assist on both of them. Uh, the one to Bertuzzi, by the way, was, was ladled with sauce on oh Friday God, night. Talk to me nice about play. that one, Sergio.
2: Oh, boy. Oh, my. Uh, all right. I was there. I was in, like, the seventh row, literally, like, perpendicular to the spot Actually, I was, I was on a line from the pass, and I, I, I don't know. I can't really orate how perfect my seats were for that goal, but watching it all happen, the pass was a solid three feet in the air at its peak. It, it was, there was so much sauce. It was, it was like if you've ever been to Buffalo Wild Wings and you've ordered your wings wet, this pass was just so wet. And I'm pretty sure that Bert got it out of the air, at least two or three inches, um, from a knee, from a knee. And I, like I said, you know, I, it's going to be hard for me to really put things into words because I'm so excited about this top line right now. And that's it. I'm just, it's beauty. And it's art. It is better art than
0: Picasso. Well, yeah, I mean, we know you don't like Picasso. We've had that conversation before. Uh, Bertuzzi with the four points on Sunday ties a career high uh, of 47 points. He needs two goals to beat his career high uh, of goals in a season. Uh, at 21. We joked a little bit uh, on a pod last week about how the Red Wings might not have a 20-goal score, and then Bertuzzi comes right out, puts in two uh, over the weekend, and kind of shoves it right in our face a little bit, but uh, I I think it's definitely good to see him going. He's kind of seemed like he was, I mean, you know, I guess in at least in the years leading up to this, I I don't know that he was the same tier of uh, player that, that Mantha and Larkin were. Uh, he's one of the guys that's really kind of elevated his game. I think he's probably been the MVP of the Red Wings so far this season outside of Dylan Larkin, at least on that forward group. Uh, and I know that's easy to say because he has you know, 47 points, second best on the team. But I think outside of that, just what he brings to the rink every single night with uh, the hustle, he can play every single you know, type of game that a forward needs to play on the first line. And he's he's been ultra impressive to me. Uh, next, we got Anthony Mantha. That goal yesterday gave him three goals in his last five games. We talked a little bit about last week, or we talked a little bit last week also uh, about how he's kind of struggled to score consistently since returning from injury. And uh, yeah, I think we're starting to see him turn the corner a little bit. What do you see from Anthony Mantha this weekend, Ethan?
1: It was just, I mean, it's nice to see it's just the consistency pick back up. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially, I mean, just this top line. There's so many. There's so many players that stood out to me this weekend. Like uh, I think uh, Lindstrom looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Ronic looked great. Jonathan Bernier is the MVP of this team. Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt, guy's amazing.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned Larkin again. Uh, he's got a team high of 53, and uh, I mean Dylan Larkin is is. I think at this point, with 12 games left in the season, it's a, a serious threat to have the second-best uh, season of his career. He would need 10 points, uh, get to 63 to tie what he did in 2017-18. And, uh, you know, while 73, the mark he set last year, is probably out of reach at this point, uh, the way he's finished, the end result, whatever he ends up with, I think it will be impressive to look back on and say, man, I can't believe he, uh, he put, put up that many points on this team. Oh, yeah, Definitely especially when you talk about like the top line, finding their groove. I got some quotes here uh, from Anthony Mantha. He said, I think the chemistry is coming back. We kind of saw a glimpse of how we finished last year. Hopefully it can go that way till the end of the season. It's huge. Obviously, like I said, chemistry starting to connect again. Dylan's working so hard. Bird also. I'm just trying to follow those two guys. I mean, I just think that this is perfect. Uh, the arc of this season
2: we, the the Red Wings needed to finish with the worst record in the NHL this year. I think that was pretty clear, and they're going to. And they've locked up that they're going to. They still have several games left, and this is an opportunity to win without cost. And that is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, these wins, these wins, don't do anything. It, it are of no detriment to the to the draft position.
1: Last year, last year when they Positive. went on that run for what, 10, 10 games or something like that, and they ruined their draft right. position? And they ruined their draft spot. Now, you know, you go through the darkest of dark
2: days in December, January, February, you can come out of it, have a strong march, and there's nothing more valuable to these guys, the Larkins and the Mantas and the Bertuzzi's, and the guys that are going to be in the, Greek, in the red and white, long term, then to start seeing some success, start seeing some fruit to their labor, uh, it's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, you talked a little bit last year about how they kind of ruined their draft position by going on a run at the end of the year. That Bertuzzi-Mantha-Larkin line was the one leading the way. They combined for 4.9 points per game in the final eight games of the season. Manta had eight and seven, Bertuzzi five and eight, and then Larkin five and six. Uh, Larkin was asked about how, you know, this kind line kind of went on a run, uh, to close last season. If there might be something there in terms of what they're trying to find as they close out this year. Uh, and he said, quote, it is similar, the timing, but I think we've shown at times that we can be a good line. I've talked about it before. We want to be a line that is great. uh, That is a great line when it matters. This hockey matters to us right now and we're playing for our roles and our jobs next year and playing to build towards something bigger than this year.
1: Beautiful. I mean, just keep rolling, honestly.
0: Yeah, there's no, there's we'll, see else to do. we'll see how it goes uh, from here. Like we mentioned, Red Wings still have 12 games left. And that is, the I think, the one silver lining in the close to the season is that you can root for wins without cost. You can get excited about about winning two games against Chicago and Tampa Bay uh, You know, towards the end of the season. I think last year they beat like Pittsburgh late in the year or something like that. And everybody was like, how do you beat
1: Pittsburgh, up?
0: And and don't get me wrong, you know, they got a little bit lucky. The Lightning were playing on a back-to-back coming from Boston in a game that had serious implications uh, on the standings, on the seating in that Eastern Conference playoffs. So you did kind of catch them napping a little bit, but I, I still think that there's nothing to be taken away from the way that this team played yesterday, and especially this top line. Well, that's the thing. It's not – so when you think about this
2: team long term, we're not watching to see what Ernie is doing. Uh, you're not not watching to see. We're watching to see who these players, this is a rebuild and we know who's going to be here long term. And to see those guys succeed is just a sight for sore eyes for Red Wings fans mired in this rebuild. Um, I, I, you know, Ethan said this top line could be, is one of the best top lines in the NHL. Well, that's the hardest thing to acquire in a rebuild. And the Red Wings, say what you want to about Ken Holland, he drafted all three of those guys. And when you can home grow a top line like that, you are positioned very, very well to, uh, you know, finish off the job. So it's just, it's so incredible to watch this team and watch these guys, watch those guys that you know are going to be around long-term, excel at the level that they're excelling.
1: Absolutely, and plus, too, with Eisman taking over and then bringing people in like Robbie Fabry, that makes a huge difference on this team. puts It's put up like 30, 40 points this year, and that's a huge spot on the team, and we trade a fourth-line player away from him.
0: Yeah, he scored twice this weekend, had the game-winning goal on Friday night, uh, and then the the shootout winner... In the game against Tampa Bay uh, on Sunday, uh, he's a guy, like you mentioned, he he was one of the, the lone bright spots for the Red Wings this year. He was acquired in a trade to start the year. Kind of, you know, one of those guys who just needed a change of scenery. And He's been ultra productive, had slipped as of late, battled through injuries at times this season. Uh, he went night – he – I think he went nine games with just one point uh, through the game against the Devils uh, when he took that knee-to-knee hit. But ever since he came back, he's been fantastic. He has two goals and an assist in the four games since. And uh, not only that, but he's scoring at, you know, seriously momentum. He scored at a momentum all three time. And I know you got some feelings on Robbie Fabry, Sergio, so let's open it up to you.
2: Well, he's just an excellent hockey player, and, and I want to – I guess I, I, I want to start on the same note that I left it off on in terms of the rebuild and how I just think that uh, where the team is at right now, this year is strangely uh, – I think it, it, this, this is a significant year for the rebuild in, in that sense in that Iserman was able to swindle Robbie Fabry for nothing and added somebody that, at least coming on late in this season, No, and how many goals does he have? Somewhere in the high teams, right? Uh, Yeah, let me look up exactly real quick. Because I know he missed a lot of games for his previous team before he was traded. He's ostensibly a 20-goal scorer on a team that's not scoring goals. So, you know, to find a 20-goal scorer, that's a second-liner. That's a – that is – a tried and true second liner on any contender. To find that for nothing is so significant. Um and, and, and a
0: former first you know round it, pick.
2: Absolutely. And it makes, you know, the the loss of Andreas few so much easier to bear because he's uh you know he he's he's just that's an incredibly valuable piece. As far as watching him though, this guy is so much fun to watch. You can see why he was a first-rounder. He has all the skill in the world. He's got the mitts. He's got the skates. He's electric on the breakaway. His goal in the shootout yesterday was beautiful. Yep. Um, I, and just a great name, Robbie Fabry.
0: <laughs> yeah, Robbie Fabry. Uh, 15 goals, 17 assists, and 60 games played, and I think, like everybody else, he gets the caveat of and he did that on this team when you know exactly. Manta wasn't always healthy, when AA wasn't healthy, when they didn't have really any depth, uh, depth scoring. He was kind of the only guy at times who seemed to be able to provide that for him. And it's not like he was out
2: there playing with Larkin and Bertuzzi
0: all the right. time either. Yeah. He's he's right.
2: creating offense on his own, and that is that's stunning. And and you know, once again, to get that for nothing is that's what you want to see out of a general manager. Uh, and this is, and to do that in, the, in his first year here, I think, gives you uh, hope for where we're going with this rebuild.
0: Yeah, another guy that we've been watching very closely since he made his debut on February 6th uh, is Gustav Lindstrom. He had his first point uh, against the Black Blackhawks, Blackhawks on Friday night, uh, had the primary assist on Fabry's game-winning goal. Uh, I mean, it it was a great play. It was the last D man back on the power play makes an aggressive play to get the puck across to Fabry. Uh, Kane barreling down on the loose puck, a premier, uh, you know, speed and and quickness guy in the NHL who can close the gap in a hell of a second. Uh, and then Fabry is able to rip a laser that, uh, you know, hits off a Blackhawks defender and, uh, and beat him. I think he, he was a guy who really had a great weekend. Uh, first D-man out on the three-on-three overtime on Sunday. Played 20 minutes and 49 seconds. Uh, I mean, he's just doing everything right right now. He really looks calm out there. Mm-hmm. You notice, I definitely noticed
1: that in the game versus Tampa Bay, just how calm he is out there. And that the, with the uh, game against Chicago, too, that chasing down on that, to on, on that breakaway was just phenomenal.
0: Are you talking about the, uh, the one against Kaloran on Sunday? Or wait, which one are you talking about? The uh, breakaway – with oh, no, was that against Tampa? Yeah, it was yeah, it against Killorn on Sunday, and I'm with you. I think that was probably his best play of the weekend, but something kind of under – so let me back up. If you missed it, Wings lead by one. They're on a power play. Uh, Nielsen and Frabri kind of get tangled up along the wall. Killorn kicks the puck out. Uh, he's got quite a, quite a huge step on Gustav Lindstrom. Lindstrom's able to get back, does just enough to stop Killorn from getting the shot off without taking a penalty. Then he turns around, finds a loose puck, sees Blake Coleman chasing him down, just calmly chips the puck off the boards as Coleman goes around him. And uh, Red Wings are able to reset and get out of the zone with, I mean, little to no trouble. It was phenomenal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was incredible. And uh, I got some quotes here from the Detroit News via – or from Jeff Blasio via the Detroit News. Uh, he said, quote, the right play may be the simple play and the right play might be a cross play. Uh, he just makes the right play that's available and manages risk-reward real well. He you knows when he has an opportunity to make a tape-to-tape pass and he knows when he's got to live another day. That's something in hockey that's extremely appointment. He's good defensively. He has a good brain on him.
2: That sounds exactly like something that you would say about another defenseman that shares that exact same last name. Well, not exact same. I shouldn't say that, but I know, a similar right? last name.
0: Yeah, uh, me and my dad were watching the uh, the lightning game on Sunday night, and he was quick to point that out. That uh, when you know he made that play to stop Cullor, and he goes, "Hey, you know another guy who used to make plays like that." And uh, I, I get used to that. <laughs> but <laughs> well, let me tell you, I know a guy. I know and it's something he's gonna get a lot throughout his career but I think if you just look at the way he plays so poised he's got a long stick he can he's just so solid defensively and uh, and he really I think one thing that you know I see a lot of people talking about on Twitter is they go oh I didn't realize he had so much ice time tonight uh, and that's a situation where he's he's so good when he's out there that you don't even don't even realize that he's out there and that's I mean kind of the entire point of, of what he's supposed to be doing.
2: How great would it be if they gave him the number 05?
0: <laughs> I would like that. Or just 55?
2: <laughs> 28's a good number. I was, thinking, I was thinking 55, but it would be even better if it was. Because I, I remember my girlfriend a long time ago got me a jersey. Uh, <laughs> and I wear a number. She got me a Red Wings jersey. And I wear number nine. Uh, Specifically, and she was—I was not asking for a jersey with my last name on it. I, I, I would—I know I'm—I'm I'm well aware, uh, but she got it for me, and she the the NHL.com wouldn't let her do number nine for obvious reasons on a Red Wings jersey, so she did my last name 09 as the number, and oh so that God. that planted that in my head. It's 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 a way around the retired number.
0: What did you say to her when she gave that to you?
2: It was very sheepish, thank you.
0: <laughs> That's unfortunate. Because you know what? That, I feel so bad for her because like the intentions are so, so, so pure. pure. They're yeah. so
2: pure. They're so pure. <laughs> and if you have a jersey with your own last name on it, no offense to you. I'm sure you're a wonderful person. A wonderful, misguided person.
0: Yeah, and the 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 09 makes it even better because then it's like the Red yes. Wings won the Stanley Cup and, and came to your house and gave that to you.
2: No, but the Red Wings didn't win the Stanley Cup; they lost in Game Seven.
0: Yeah, why'd you have to bring that up? I was trying to make it positive.
2: Uh, you can't make a jersey with your own last name positive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So did you ever wear it around or what? You had to. You know what? I kept it in my
2: bag for several years and and would wear it to drop in.
0: And it was shameful. It was was,
2: was shameful, but whatever.
0: Did did it ever come up like the two of you went to a game together and she was like, why aren't you wearing the jersey I got you? (laughs) Suffice to say, the relationship didn't last much longer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's a well. You know what? Like I said, It was a great it was here. it was okay. like the
2: OG, it was the it was a winter classic jersey too.
0: Uh you had a special okay. edition oh nine jersey my with your leg. name on it. Yes. Yeah. That's uh I mean it is what it is. Uh I think what do you guys think? We should stop there. We are gonna do a two part episode because there is so much to recap from this weekend. Uh I do wanna kinda get more into the game specifically, but we are gonna have to break it up a little bit. Uh Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. If you haven't already LO underscore red Wings. Uh, I tweeted out that play that I talked about with Gustav Lindstrom and Alice Kalorn. Uh, you can go check that out kind of, uh, yeah, see for yourself what we're talking about here on the podcast. And like I said, we are about to do the second episode of, uh, of a back-to-back two-parter. So be sure to subscribe and have that one in your inbox by the time uh, you wake up tomorrow, Ethan, we tell the people, uh, to have a great day or something.
1: Yeah, you guys just go back, go to bed and wake up tomorrow. It's going to be, you know, just like today, but tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit about a game against the Carolina Hurricanes, which has huge playoff implications, but not for us because for obvious reasons. Right, right. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.